Hey, sports betting fans. This is Damon D here. Welcome to the Under Review Show, brought to you by the good people of betonline.ag. Head there now. Use promo code REVIEW. Put in some money in your account. They will give you some more money on top of that money because you listen to the show. I'm trying to rhyme it along here for you guys. I'm trying to sing you a little tune. Because uh, today is our Drafter Math episode. We did a draft extravaganza. We talked boxing earlier in the week, and now we've got Dave Mason from betonline.ag hanging out for the drafter math. He's going to tell us, like, has it affected anything, and, and, and did it affect anything, and what can it affect, and did the draft mean anything to betting right now? And uh, that's really what it's all about, is, uh, is, is finding that out. Dave, of course, is from betonline.ag, and he's our kind of inside guy. And this is the cool thing about our partnership with them. Um, it's so important that you've got some people on the inside because more than just the games and the players affect odds, affect where you place bets. And uh, he comes on and he gives us kind of the inside skinny on things and to let us know where the money's being spent or why lines move that might not be contributing to what the newsreel says. Um, it's pretty awesome. He's here to uh, to talk the NFL draft with us and uh, throw in a little Kentucky Derby action. So thanks so much for uh, for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you listen every week. I'm Damon D. Let's get this party started. This is Under Review. All right, folks. Uh, joining us from... Uh, from betonline.ag. It's our guy. Um, our our know-everything dude, but also mainly NFL super-duper super star. Um, we can ask him all the questions, but today we're going to talk a bit about the NFL draft. I'm calling it the drafter math. We've been trying to connect all week uh, post-draft. This, my friends, is Dave Mason. Dave, how you doing, man? Hey, pretty good. Got a little head cold here, so my uh, voice is a little raspy, so bear with me. Uh, we'll bear with you, man. You know, I can fix that in post-production easily. Oh, uh, yeah. Edit yeah. it out, man. Uh, edit out something. your whole voice, everything. Yeah, It'll be awesome. Do it up. <laughs> awesome. How, how have you been? How's the off-season treating you for football? Um, off-season's great. You know, NBA playoffs are in full swing. NHL playoffs, which are always fun, especially with our reduced juice lines. Uh, MLB off to a good start. We had the best, some of the best dime lines in the industry. They go all the way up to minus 185. And, of course, this weekend is the Kentucky Derby, which is always a massive, massive event. So, uh, yeah, things are good, man. What stuff do you got going on for Kentucky Derby for people who might be interested in betting the ponies? Ah, uh, man, uh, all sorts of good stuff. Um, you know, we got the ra- – there's different ways to bet. You know, we got the race book for for the traditional uh, paramutual betting. Um, you know, you, you, you bet your traditional uh, horse horse bets in there, exactus, trifectas, et cetera, et cetera. And they get up to a 7% rebate in our race book as well, which is awesome. Um, if you want to bet the fixed odds, we have those in the sports book, odds to win. You know, that's always kind of confusing for some new Kentucky Derby bettors. Something like the Kentucky Derby brings so many new uh, bettors to the right. site. Yeah. So so they some, some guys really aren't familiar with paramutual betting, so they get a little confused on that. So for guys who don't really know paramutual betting, understand it, etc., uh, we have this. We have the fixed odds right in the race book, or not the race book, in the sports book rather. We also have a big contest, two hundred fifty thousand dollars in Ooh. cash, up for grabs. So we got that on the promotions page. Go take a shot at that. Uh, to qualify for the quarter million, all you got to do 
Send us 20 bucks at least in uh, Kentucky Derby action, which should be a piece of cake. Yeah, yeah, that's like, that's almost half a bet. Okay, that's crazy. This, yeah, I mean, it's a big deal, I guess, during the offseason. There's not really a lot going on. A few playoffs here in NHL and NBA, but then, you know, people are itching to get into some action. This is uh, this is the big one, right? Um, uh, I love yeah, it. I mean, it's one of the biggest days of the year, you know, and right. working on the marketing side of things. I always look at, you know, uh, how many people you got coming back to the site and how many new signups you got. And, you know, this is always... Uh, Kentucky Derby Day is always, you know, top five of the year. So, uh, so yeah, it's always a good day, fun day. Yeah, wild stuff. Well, yeah, here's the deal. So, I mean, before the Kentucky Derby, obviously the draft goes down every single year. Um, like how much how much do you pay attention to the draft? And how much does it affect a lot of the things that you guys are dealing with? Well, I pay a lot of attention to it. I mean, even before I uh, started working in this industry, I was always one of those big draft dorks, you know, <laughs> watching all, every freaking pick and – all seven rounds, absolutely no life, etc. Um, so, you know, I've always been a draft guy. And, uh, you know, I, I've kind of been here the whole time to see how popular draft betting has become. You know, when I first started the industry, uh, way back when, it was something new we were setting, setting up. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit of action, but nothing, nothing significant. And uh, just over the years, it's turned into such a huge betting event. And it's... It's turned into a huge event for the NFL too. You know, you look at totally it's prime time now, right? Well, yeah, at prime time, and they're moving to different cities, and they're having these big parties. I mean, that all that stuff goes hand in hand. Popularity like that with betting increasing, you know, it, it all goes hand in hand. So it's a lot, of, a lot of fun to see it, see it. And I, you know, I'm a big NFL guy, so you know, I always pay so much attention to it. And you know, NFL that's always our bread and butter. You know, since we're a U.S. facing book. And you always got to keep the NFL conversation going because, you know, it's just a topic 365 days a year. You know, you turn on ESPN or whatever. And even though the playoffs are going on, even though MLB start and even though Kentucky Derby this weekend, NFL is getting just as much publicity. I mean, oh, yeah, so you got to keep you have to keep the interest going with betting as, as well. So something like the draft is great. It's hard for us to win, but uh yeah. It keeps people going. Again. You know, you see a lot of people returning to the site that you haven't seen since the Super Bowl. So it's a, it's a good event. Yeah, I mean, and, and they've definitely turned it into a showcased event. And even looking at the odds, we did a, uh, you know, the Draft Stravaganza podcast. And uh, and in terms of just what you can bet on, you know, will Kyler Murray go go first? There's a bet. It's Or, you know, you have odds on the top five guys. Or you can bet on top, you know, Kyler Murray dropping to three and make a little bit of money off that. So... I mean, you guys have also turned it into like a lot of fun besides the, you know, just the event and the spectacle of things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a lot of fun when people are winning their money, too. And and, uh, it's probably the hardest event for us during the year to deal odds on. So it's always the most profitable for the better. So, yeah, talk about fun. Nothing more fun than winning money. So. Uh, but no, it, it's, it's great because, you know, it, it gets that, gets the NFL talk going again and, you, you know, and, and then right after that, you follow up with, uh, you know, some odds on some of these rookies and how they're going to do next year. And you just keep that NFL conversation going. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and that's the next big question, right? Is like the first thing you do is go like, how, how much does the draft actually affect like futures odds for teams? Um, I mean, not just futures, but even just their odds from week to week. Um, was there any major fluctuations with anybody signing um, anywhere? 
that you noticed yeah. on the outset? The draft odds really aren't going to change futures odds or NFL week one odds that much. Um, it's, it's really, I mean, they come, it's exciting and it's, you know, uh, it's great to be talking NFL and it's an event. It's a spectacle. At the end of the day, I mean, like these guys are rookies. How many of these guys are really going to impact? I mean, look what Sa- Saquon Barkley did last year and uh, rookie of the year, unbelievable year. But did he make the Giants much better? No. Uh, Baker Mayfield did, um, but you know, it's but it's so hard to predict that. You can't just say, "Oh, Kyler Murray is going to make the Cardinals so much better." No, he's still going to be a rookie. He's still going to struggle. It's there's still. 10 other guys on the field with him at that time who, who need to improve, et cetera, et cetera. So there's really not a huge impact on futures odds. The only odds that really changed much, I mean, the, the Chiefs, and that was more because of uh, uh, that nitwit receiver they have, Hill, Tyree yeah. Hill and his shenanigans. Uh, they, they were this 7-1 to favorite to win the Super Bowl. They're down to 10-1, to and uh, the Patriots and Rams are now ahead of them. So... Those are really the only odds. I mean, there's been a little bit of tweaking here and there, but but not nothing like, oh my God, they drafted this guy. Let's move the odds. No, it really doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm okay, and fair enough too. I mean, it's more of like the future of the future of a team that's really affected, right? Yeah. What what is Kyler Murray going to do with a dumpster fire of a team anyway? Even if he played really really well, um, but you well, can you look at it too. You look at it. I mean, go do after this podcast. Go go Google uh, what year is it? 2019. Go Google the 2014 draft five years ago. Look at the names in the first round. You're like, holy shit. Most of these guys suck. Who are half these guys? <laughs> yeah. So it's exciting now. Everybody thinks, oh, we picked this guy. This guy's going to be great, except the Giants and Daniel Jones. But the other 31 teams <laughs> and fan bases are excited. Oh, this guy's going to be awesome. But the reality of it, most of these guys are going to suck. Most of the guys are going to be, you know, a few of them will be great. Most of them will be okay. And a few of them be like, who the hell was this guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, you know, how, how can something like that really impact the odds so much? Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing. So let, let's maybe not uh, let, talk about how, you know, it can affect the improvement of your of your odds in in who you draft. But can it can it like like harpoon them? You know, like, like, did the Giants, did the Giants, like, go down, <laughs> you know, yeah. because they picked Daniel Jones? And, I mean, maybe not just because of Dan- Daniel Jones, but is it an indication that they're, like, you know, they're in full rebuild mode, which would, you know, give, as a, as a sports book, an indication that they probably don't have a ton of interest in winning a ton of games this year, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but you kind of knew about, I mean, you knew about that before the draft, you know what I mean? The, the sports books right. spit along with it, you know what I mean? It, you know what Eli Manning's going to start? Doesn't matter if they drafted Daniel Jones or they drafted freaking uh, Haskins or, or a defensive guy or whatever. Eli's going to, is a swan song. He's going to freaking get the nod next year. He actually, he started out horrible last year, but he actually finished up pretty strong last year. That's why he's coming back, I believe. Now, who the hell knows? He'll probably struggle this year. I mean, the Giants aren't good whether freaking Eli Manning's starting or Daniel Jones or Dwayne Haskins. I mean, there's still a, could be a garbage team, most likely. So it's not going to harpoon the odds. It's not going to improve them. It's just going to be their odds or their odds, and, and uh, go ahead and bet it. Well, um, you know, let's let's talk about the future futures. Um, you know, that you look at the Cleveland Browns who go, you know, take Baker Mayfield, um, and 
you know, I mean, it, it, the rookie gets to start. You know, you're always just like you got a couple years to mail it in or to learn. And they go, you know, I mean, it's not entirely him, but they went from, you know, an outsider looking in. I remember at the beginning of the season last year, you and I talking about how they, you know, the Browns were kind of a hot ticket, right? They, 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 they were better than they'd normally been ranked in terms of odds. But now I'm looking at the book and they're the fifth overall team in terms of Super Bowl winning odds. Oh, it's at 14 to one, just behind the New Orleans Saints and tied with the, with the Chargers and the Eagles. Um, and, and that's just after a year, you know, of of a rookie quarterback. Um, your thoughts on that? Like, I mean, how so maybe the impact is an instant, but how much can the impact grow or decrease over a year or two? So, you know, you're saying those guys from 2014 are, are crap now and you're laughing at them. Um, you know, the investment that they're making in the draft in these quarterbacks here, how significant, like, I mean, the Browns might be an anomaly here, but for them to go, you know, middle to lower of the pack to top five in a year is pretty nuts. Well, yeah, I mean, the Browns, I mean, it, they trended upwards. I mean, they, they, they've sucked for so long, and last year <laughs> they're almost at 500, and they were could have easily been 500 and over. You know, how Baker Mayfield looks like the real deal, plus what they did over the offseason. I mean, they got uh, Beckham now, and... and uh, they're trending up, and, and, and the other teams in their division are trending down. Steelers are trending down. Ravens are trending down, I believe. Um, neither of them are, seem like world beaters. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they you know, the, the draft is just so hard. Again, I'm a draft guy. I love it. But yeah. then re- reality has to set in and say, you know what, you know, all these picks look awesome, but – you know, as they always say, you shouldn't even evaluate a draft until three years later. Right. That's what the guys say. You get all these damn draft grades the day after the draft. Oh, they get an A minus and they get a B. And <laughs> yeah. It, it, sure, it's fun and it, it's it's great to read those things. And I read all of them and, you know, gets my juices flowing. But reality has to set in. And you know what? I want to read this article in three years' time. That's the only way. I mean, Daniel Jones, everybody's busting the balls of the Giants. I think it's a horrible pick. Well, None of us know if he turns into the next uh, an all pro quarterback and a 10 year starter, then it's a great pick. I don't think it will be. But who the hell am I? You know, I'm sitting on the couch here. I mean, (laughs) again, they probably could have got him lower. But what if they didn't? What if they said we can wait till 16 and someone or 17, wherever the hell they're picking at and someone picked him up 14 and then they lost it. And they're like, ah, we got to settle for Dwayne Haskins or whomever. But they didn't like Dwayne Haskins as much. Again, I think it's a bad pick. 99% 99% of people think it's a bad pick, but we can't really truly evaluate that until three years from now. Um, and that, that's the thing too. Let's talk about that bad pick too. Like let's talk about the draft itself. When I was trying to handicap, like in, in my podcast, I, I felt with 12 picks, I believe they had 12 picks in the draft that the giants were just set up to screw this whole thing up. You know what I mean? I just felt like the, you know, when you have that much leverage in a draft class, um, and I feel like they did. I feel like they could have taken somebody way better, way sooner. And uh, like, what do you think? They think they got spooked that somebody was looking at this guy more than like uh, higher than 16. Um, Cause if we look at the, you know, how the QBs were drafted, like I don't even think anyone was looking at this guy. Well, you don't, you don't know. I mean, who the hell knows? Uh, who knows? I mean, I, I wouldn't think <laughs> they were, but you don't, 
you don't know. I mean, look at the pick number four. Uh, who the hell had had that? What the name is Farrell? Who had? Who the hell had him going that early? You know, to the Raiders. I mean, if a team loves a guy, they want to get him. You know, it's it's like again. I think it's a bad pick. I think the, the pick at four for the Raiders was a reach. But if these guys turn out to be all pros. I mean, and they love them that much. Then they, yeah. Oh, with the pick them. But how do you take like I mean there's some evaluate in three years times when either they're good or they suck or somewhere in between. Yeah, I mean for me it's like did they think maybe, you know, the skins but I don't think they were. The skins were going after after, you know, Daniel Jones. So the only other team to to you know, they picked Dwayne Haskins there. But but after that, there's there's no quarterback. You know what I mean? They, they, like a Drew Locke went like mid second round, you know? So it was like, it's always a weird thing. And I know drafting isn't easy to do, but like, man, like I, a didn't absolutely did not bet on that. And I think I had quarterbacks in the first round. I think I had it. I think I nailed it for, for the, uh, um, I think it was two and a half. It was over under two and a half. I think I got that. I thought they would go, but I just didn't think those were going to be the quarterbacks that went that soon. It's actually pretty nuts. Um, that being said though, yeah, it's a very long burn for, for these guys, but there are some guys who are going to uh, take, make impact right away. I mean, that feral kid who went to the Raiders, I mean, by the way, is he better than Josh Allen? I, I doubt it, but, um, he's probably going to be a first year starter. Don't you think? Oh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, most likely again, you can't, you can't tell with these drafts, man. I mean, but the point with him is, I mean, yeah, he could be a great pick. Who knows? They, they caught a lot of flack for it, but. You can't tell for a year or two. I mean, you can bust their balls and all this, but who knows? There's been bad picks before, quote-unquote bad picks, that turned out to be great picks a few years later and vice versa. Oh, this is the sure thing, and the guy sucks. Yeah. So who the hell knows, man? So um, let's uh, let's turn turn our hats to the uh, to the Super Bowl futures here. I just want to talk quickly the top teams that are that are there because they haven't really changed. You know, you know, basically they just flip the odds. They flip the odds from who wins the Super Bowl, regardless of who it is, and then they put the Patriots on top, right? And that, isn't that how the odds work? It's pretty easy to uh, to set them in the off season. Um, <laughs> right now, Pats are eight to one, Rams are nine to one, and uh, Chiefs and Saints are ten to one. Your thoughts on those top four teams there? Like I mentioned earlier, the Chiefs were the favorites before the Tyreek Hill stuff. Um, they were seven to one. Uh, they dropped down to ten to one with all that stuff. I mean, the Patriots are the Patriots, right? Eight to one. I mean, those odds are actually pretty long for the favorite. You know, usually the favorites are right around six to one. So, yeah, they're not. A, they're not a favorite. Down, favorite. Eight, eight to one. You know, Brady's another year older. He keeps saying it every year. One of these years, Brady's gonna. I think you keep saying it. Yeah, I keep saying it, <laughs> you know, and uh, I can't wait until September when he has a bad game and everybody's like, oh, here they are, they're done, and then they freaking win every other game. But, uh, you know, I mean, Patriots are the Patriots. What can you say about them? The best, best franchise of all time. I hope they suck soon. I'm tired <laughs> of them. Um, I, mean, I, I can't hey, wait. They're making the you a lot of money. They made you a lot of money this year. They did. Didn't they? Didn't you? Well, I guess you probably don't bet on them, but they, they, they're covering like mad. You, I, I remember. You well, know, yeah, the, the public bets them, so they, they beat the hell out of us. I guess maybe not you making a lot of money, making me a lot yeah. of money. The public makes a lot of money. 
sport. BetOnline.ag loses money on it. <laughs> and, uh, and that being said, with BetOnline.ag, I mean, you're taking um, NFL bets year-round. You guys even have odds up for, um, like, the week one already. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, we, release, we always release them first in the industry. We release them as the show is going on, you know. So uh, take so, a little bit of early action, uh, some early betters getting in there on some value, and, uh, you know, then it trickles in up until August, September. But, yeah, I mean, and like I said, you got to keep NFL on people's minds every day of the year because they're talking about it on ESPN. They're talking about yeah. with the NFL network, damn network dedicated to this sport. So you always need odds. You always need to keep them in the conversation. All right, Dave. Well, like, give us a quick reminder of uh, the Kentucky Derby fun stuff you got going. You got a lot going on this weekend. But if any of the listeners want to head down and get into the Kentucky Derby, um, what do you got happening down there? Yeah, man. Well, like I said, we have all sorts of ways to bet it. If you're like the paramutual and the traditional way of betting the horses like you do at the track, we got the race book with a 7% rebate. If you're not really a, you know, a paramutual kind of guy, you're more of a novice, you don't understand it, you don't want to deal with it. We have the fixed odds in the sports book, and uh, and we have the two hundred fifty thousand dollar contest. So make sure you join that. It's on our contest page. So free shot. You just got to give us twenty dollars worth of action to qualify. And there you have it. You can head there uh, and uh, use the promo code review and get yourself a, a little extra bonus too when you uh, when you sign wow. up. Yeah, it's super awesome, oh. Dave. Hey man, I know you're not uh, feeling. Um, quite, uh, quite as chipper as usual. So we appreciate you hanging out and doing this with us, uh, this week, my friend. Thank you, sir. And, uh, edit my voice a little bit. Give me an Australian accent or something. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you sound like Hank Williams Jr. I think the, for the, for the whole thing, I'm going to give you a Southern drawl in, in post-production for this, if that's okay Okay. with you. That's fine. Perfect. (laughs) It's good. There you go. You guys, that's, uh, Dave Mason. Dave, how can people find you on the internet if they need to get a hold of you? At Dave Mason. B-O-L, at Dave Mason, B-O-L. And Dave's all over the Twitter machine uh, all year round, too, regardless of what's going on. You can find him there. Appreciate uh, appreciate you doing this, Dave. Um, Thanks for tuning in, folks. That is Under Review.